Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout. Uh, this is episode number 82 for Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. My name is Marty Sleva. I'm finding out in real time that both Tom Clancy and David Letterman were born on this day in 1947. Uh, it's Nick Calandra and Casey Wosu. How are you guys doing? Good. I did not know that about Tom Casey, Clancy. Did you guys not celebrate Mr. Clancy's birthday? No, that could have birthday. been the late great Mr. Clancy's birthday today. There was some free polls to put up on the <laughs> oh, shit. channel. Don't worry, it's still early on the West Coast, so you can still you can still post something. Everyone, and uh, welcome to Breakout. We guys, we haven't done this in several weeks. This has been like three yeah. weeks. Yeah, don't you and I don't think Nick was there this week, that week. When was the last time you broke out, Nick? Three weeks ago. In desperate oh need of a breakout. Ooh, okay, all this is sounding weird now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, remember, Breakout, uh, like all of your other favorite programs on The Escapist, is funded by your incredible uh, memberships, your patronage, uh, and your donations, which we'll read out throughout the show. And uh, at this moment, uh, donations are going towards a new goal that Frost is going to be submitted to play a game uh, at your whim. Community votes. Frost got to play. Yes. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be pornos? And because no yeah, I, I don't have a good feeling about this. Plan. I have a great feeling. When has democracy ever failed us? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Uh, On the internet, uh, it always revolves around some bodily part, though. Whenever democracy is used. Bodily part? They, like, they, like, oh, that's like, name of school. Like, oh, it's. They vote. It's, wait, but why is, what do you mean a bodily part is used? Like, you remove a leg when they vote for the school's name? No, the, the name is just named after some body part. Like, yeah. so penis land? That's Possibly. probably a front runner. Yeah. If there's a game yeah. called Penis Land, yeah. I'm sure Florida chat will, will find world. it. And... <laughs> uh, guys, we have an excellent show for you today that definitely started late. And, and <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, we have a lot of news to go over, including uh, some HBO Max news uh, that we are no longer allowed to call it HBO Max. And let me tell you, I think that's dumb. It's pretty dumb. Uh, We'll dig into that, including uh, new announcements, new pricing to HBO. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, there, there's a the kerfuffle about Redfall launching on console at 30 frames per second, and the 60 frames per second patch won't come till after uh, launch. So that's kind of a bummer for folks who have an Xbox. Uh, and uh, then our main topic is going to be uh, just kind of talking about game mechanics that we like, like individual mechanics that when we see them, we're like, you know what, I'm going to play this game. Like maybe maybe we're not a good judge of character. Maybe we were a little too obsessed with these mechanics, uh, but the kind of things that gravitate us, and simultaneously the kind of things that uh, push us away from games, as well as a bunch of other stuff we've been playing and watching. Um, how how are you guys doing? Welcome back from all your adventures. Nick's about to go on another adventure. Yes. Nick is only momentarily back from an adventure. I, like it literally, I will been home for two weeks, and it does not feel like that. <laughs> I feel like I just got back. From you like George Clooney in the hit film Up in the Air. I think I think part of my soul is still back in the Minnesota airport, just lying on the ground and mm. Mm. catching mice. <laughs> so you got, you got to go back and get it then. Uh, you were catching mice yeah. in the <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was asleep. Is it gonna be like Dark Souls, where you got to like go back and, and like go to the bowels, reclaim your airport. blood echoes or whatever? Yeah, probably. I'm sure I left like an M and M or two over there. Um, yeah, you need those. Sure. <laughs> They're saving it for you. I was I, um, I was like tweeting. I was just going mad because like I was literally just sitting there in the airport, kind of staring off into space for like half of the night because I like I tried to watch uh, uh, Glass Onion, and then I got bored, and then I just kind of sat there and like was like, uh... "Oh, so your negative opinion of Glass Onion? You didn't preface it with I watched it while sleep deprived 
in the middle of the night at the airport. Well, I started it in the middle of the night and then I finished it in the day when I was still sleep deprived and dying. The way Christopher Nolan intended all films to be watched. Yeah. Like tenant inside of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Casey, how are you doing? Are you are you happy to be back home and away from oh, no, the frozen tundra of Milwaukee? You can't just say tenant inside of Fortnite. Is that a thing that happened? They de- exclusively debuted either a clip or a trailer for Tenant inside of Fortnite because Tenant uh, had the misfortune of launching like right in the thick of COVID. And everyone yeah, like, don't want to go to yeah. theaters. Like, COVID's very scary. Um, and so they had to think of other ways to market the movie, including Christopher Nolan fucking Fortnite. selling part of his soul to Jeff Keighley. And like, Christopher Nolan did not want to be there. Let me tell you, you know who's a dude who fucking does not respect video games? It's Christopher <laughs> Nolan. And that's fine. Oh, but, yeah. man. It was very that's, funny. That's a very precious part of uh, video games last cinema history. Yeah, that, I also, uh, George Lucas just reminded us that the Papeltine spoiler was in Fortnite, too. Who, who oh, was yeah, Palpatine? Return. Uh, uh, yeah, it was his message. It was, he sent a message from from across the galaxy, and we found out he was back for the hit film Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. There was a canonical piece of the Rise of Skywalker that you could only experience inside the confines of Fortnite. <laughs> like it will, it will be the end of us. It sounds like yeah, for, yeah. Fortnite will bring Fortnite rapture. Collecting the pieces of our rapture. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite, however, Fortnite the Attack on Titan DLC looks very cool. Does, yeah, I, yeah, no, I saw that trailer. It actually does look pretty cool. And I was like, ooh, I will play this. Uh, no, I won't. That was a joke. Um, moving on to... Oh, also, oh, we, but, we already have Donos in. Oh, sorry. What Were you going to say something? Oh, oh yeah, because you cause I kind of railroaded the whole thing. You were asking me about the... Oh, yeah, being back. Time, yeah, between yeah. prior and now, you know, whatever you call that. Prior and now! Of time space. Present? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I will say real quick, uh, the Milwaukee trip was fantastic. I, for one, had a great time. Didn't e- I'm not going to say I didn't expect to because I knew we were going to go see like a bunch of fun people and do a bunch of fun things. But um, it kind of far exceeded my expectations. Like it was nothing but fun out in Milwaukee. No. Um, a lot of that I, I credit to Jack, who was just showing us to, like all his cool hipster places. Um, I thought we'd be in a lot more like Hickville type areas, but Jack was like, no, I know all the cool places. And he legit took us to very cool places. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. Yeah, your, your enjoyment that, went Jack? down when I left. It went down when you left? Yeah, or yeah your enjoyment went down when I left. <laughs> I don't know, the way you repeated that, that was, ooh, that's not good. Yeah, I, was try, I was trying to make sure I... I heard exactly what makes sense. One of the uh, one of the first stories I told back was how I was sleeping out in the living room and I heard you clicking on your switch all night to beat people's ass and smash. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't have that much to do. Therefore, <laughs> you gotta click. You gotta beat dudes. This, smash, this, man, this, man, plays, this is the man when he plays Smash. It sounds like his controller is gonna like blow up. Yeah, that's that's how you, that's how you rank. It's as bad as Amy on yeah, her keyboard during her streams. Bad. Yeah, Amy was wilding on our Path of Exile, uh, <laughs> clicking. But yeah, I mean, it's a button-heavy game. Like we're going to talk about game mechanics in the future, like yeah. in the future of this podcast. Like that's part of my one of my things is I like pressing a lot of buttons. Hell yeah, we gotta get you that steel battalion controller. It's got so many buttons on it. <laughs> it's like a whole cockpit. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. It actually, glad. sounds really fun. I'm just glad I got to leave before you guys had to do a full takedown day, so I didn't have to help with that. Mm. Yeah, great job. Yeah, what, a, what, a team, what, what a team player. Oh, yeah, we did. The last day I was there, we did that. Yeah, I carried a bunch of shit from like into like a creepy back room and then out to a car. And then and then before I left for the airport, I was like, maybe I should just move my flight till tomorrow because I'm going to either fly in a tornado or a blizzard. 
You should have. You probably should have done that. I wish I had done that. Yeah. yeah you probably should have <laughs> done that. But then you wouldn't have been able to hang out at the Minneapolis airport. Oh yeah, it was great. These scenic my, Minneapolis airport. My little tiny water bottle Delta gave me my little cracker that was supposed to last me for thirty-eight hours. Is it like a lambis bread? Yeah, <laughs> just pretty a much. Little, just a little piece of shortbread. <laughs> uh, you should trek down the blizzard. I, you know I, who would have trekked I, down the blizzard? Jodie Foster in the trailer for True Detective season four. A, she would have trekked down to the blizzard. I had a word with Delta. I said, like, why didn't you stop the blizzard and not my plane? Mm, Fair question. Understandable. I think so. That sounds like something that ends up on the internet. And is Nick Garen Calandra. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we jump into the news pits, uh, Fresh Ground Tuesday with a $5 donation. Thank you so much. Uh, the Escapist Crew's favorite game mechanic is when the game reveals that your character is a sister banger just before the ending. A sister banger. <laughs> there's only one game that does that, right? There's not two. I haven't finished all games, though, so I don't know. Yeah, there's probably at least one, one more game that does that. I never finished Far Cry 6. I never finished uh, Wolong. I never finished uh, Horizon. <laughs> Any of these games, any of these games could have a, have a little twisty at the end. Um, and Tijikar, uh, just been in the tip jar for eight months. Thank you so much, Tijikar. Just finished my Dark Souls Elden Ring sleeve. Ready to relax and laugh with you, gents. Oh my god, that's exciting. Post a, if you're in the Discord, post a pic. Get some haha tat pics in the in the Discord. No, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> uh, HBO Max news, guys. Yeah. Uh, happy HBO Max. Uh, rest in peace day for all those who celebrate. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, the, the parent company behind all of that nonsense, held an event today and they announced a rebranding for their HBO Max service. They've gotten rid of the HBO and it is now just called Max. And uh, they've, they've announced uh, they're changing it for three separate tiers. There's a $10 a month uh, ad supported tier, a uh, $16 a month uh, ad tier, and then a $20 a month. You can have on as many devices as you want and everything's in, or stuff is in 4K something tier. Um, and with that, they announced a handful of new projects, shut off some trailers for stuff like the uh, Colin Farrell Penguin series. Uh, a, a spinoff to the Big Bang Theory, which I know Nick is very excited about. As I bet Nick's a bit, he was a big Bazinga guy. Were you a big Bazinga guy? I feel like these nuts and Bazinga are like rude. that is the same tier of comedy for sure. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out. Uh, and then uh, the confirmation that there is uh, uh, just a Harry Potter reboot TV series um, uh, going to max and uh, it is uh, they said it's a 10 year commitment and um, they're just going to do the seven books and uh, JK JK Rowling is uh, executive producer and this is a new take on the series and so in the teaser trailer they use uh, John Williams music they use the castle iconography from uh, the Harry Potter films and what is this thing and why does it exist? John Williams did Money. the music for Harry Potter. Yeah, John Williams did the Harry Potter theme. He did? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yes, he did. Didn't know this. Why didn't I know this? He did. I don't know why he didn't know it. Also, why are we retelling the books that we already had fucking movies for? I don't... This is so stupid. The, the only way I would have been like, alright, I can see why this is a thing is if they made it animated. Mmm. Like if they went like, all right, let's let's put it in at least a new medium. I'd be like, all right, so there's there's a there's a world where this can do something that the other thing didn't already do. If we're just gonna retell it, but just longer, like way longer than the hours and hours of movie they shot. I don't. I already didn't really give that much of a damn about the Harry Potter universe. 
there's no way that this is going to somehow make it better mm -hmm. because it's, it's just doing it again, right? Like it's not a take on it. it they're just doing it again. Yeah. No, we'll see how. And the fact we'll that J.K. How... Rowling was always going to be attached to it, like it's her property, she created it, but mm -hmm. like they're kind of putting her front and center as executive producer. That that really kind of just doesn't sell for a lot of people. <laughs> like probably a lot of their core fan base is going to look at that and be like, oh, ew, and not, not have any interest in it. So I, I'm I don't know what to make of this, honestly. Uh, we'll we'll spend a whole season learning how Voldemort lost his nose. Rip. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is insane because that short book is like a, it's a, it's like a 150 page book for children. And I'm like, you're gonna turn this in the whole season of TV? <laughs> what are we doing here? What's what's happening here? Um, uh. A lot of people have hot takes about the name, and I think the name is fucking awful. And I think a bunch of people are a bunch of older people are gonna think it's Cinemax and just be confused. And it is insane to me because HBO has decades and decades of cultural cachet in producing some of like the most beloved TV series of all time. Yeah, just get rid of the HBO of it. Um, like I, I, it's almost as if because like because I, I I had that exact same thought. Like I'm like, oh, somebody done effed up and was like, oh, we need this to not be all about HBO. So mm -hmm. let's just let's just cut that off. And like it's Max and like they just don't understand what the hell they're actually doing. But I think something a little more sinister could be at play, not sinister, but just something a little more weird could be at play is that whoever has some say from the HBO side of this merger is like, if you're going to do this to the streaming service, yep. get our name off of it. Because like we have cultivated, you know, a lot of cachet and prestige and like if you turn it into this with our name on it you're going to hurt our brand therefore if, you're, if this is the path forward the mm -hmm. only way we'll agree is if you take our name off it and like no one else could think of what to do other than to just leave the max part yeah so uh yeah that's the thing is hbo is a confusing thing because there are hbo productions and there are hbo max productions mm -hmm. and they are run by separate people there are separate heads of hbo and hbo max and mm -hmm. hbo is the kind of the prestige level stuff so obviously all that stuff in the past game of thrones and 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 sopranos and everything but currently like succession euphoria house of the dragon uh the last of us white lotus barry uh like the upcoming mm -hmm. true detective show are uh, HBO series. Those are series that air at a certain time on Sunday nights usually. Right. And yes, you watch them through Max, but those are HBO produced series. Um, all the other originals are HBO Max. So stuff like Peacemaker was uh, HBO Max, like uh, Raised by Wolves, Velma, Hacks, Flight Attendant, um, the upcoming DC stuff, Dune. Those are all this Harry Potter thing. These are all HBO Max. So I think gotcha. that is where the separation is. It is that HBO is like we win a lot of Emmys and we don't want to be associated with shit like Velma and like Raised by Wolves that you just cancel and toss like although they also did Westworld where they, they you know, Wait, so it's not like there's no HBO was HBO. Max? Yeah, HBO. no, it was HBO because that was, okay. you know, wait, because this, this whole Max thing didn't start until like a, a few years ago. So right. anything prior to a few years ago was um, you think I kind of I kind of feel like Max is just gonna be the name of the app, and then they're still gonna have HBO originals and HBO Max originals. Or, or well, Max I mean the channel still exists, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like the premium channel yeah, on cable, which nothing I don't know in terms of where you watch the things is gonna change. No, You're no, still I gonna know, open up that. the Max app to watch. Right. And I mean, like within Max, the HBO brand will continue to live there. It's just not gonna be its own separate app. 
Because I think yes. like there was confusion originally when it was there was an HBO app and then HBO Max app. Then they merged those. Now they're just calling it Max. So like, yeah, I don't really have a problem with this. Like Max is a stupid name, but I have a feeling like you're going there's hey, somewhere in your house. Your dog is like <laughs> for a brand. Also, they didn't license his name. So uh, I want my paycheck. Thanks. First Max. Warner Bros. Zach Slav, where are you? Um, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I believe I fully expect that within the app you're still going to have hbo originals in there and then mm-hmm. so i like i don't know I, everybody's kind of making a big stink about this i don't really see it as a big problem what if halo the fifth halo game was just called guardians what if they got rid of the halo brand they, they, would you have probably would have enjoyed it more because it wasn't about master chief <laughs> no but what if it was still <laughs> halo? Yeah. yeah i mean at the like i don't care about this like I'm not sure. going to sleep over this. I think it is very dumb. Yeah, it's, and... it's just like a, like it's it strikes me as just a bad idea, right? And like a lot of the decisions that have been coming out of this merger just seem like bad ideas on the surface. Like it's it's all in the interest of trying to save money because the merger apparently was very expensive. Mm-hmm. So it all just comes at the cost of the reason why people were subscribed to the service in the first place was it had really cool, interesting stuff to watch. Like a lot of yeah. the animated stuff that they just was throwing out the window. Yeah, they don't want to yeah. deal with anymore. Yeah, but like, I mean, like prestige, you know, uh, written series. They're going to fill it with junk to save money and then kind of ruin the quality of the stuff we were watching. Cause I like, sure, I don't, I don't care about the name, but I do care about the fact that it was a place where I watched a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed. So like, if that's going it, to, it's, it's kind of just more, Really, it just adds more fuel to the fact that they just don't know what they're doing or like really, they, they're actively destroying kind of a good it, thing. It doesn't really feel like that to me, though. I mean, we just got the Penguin trailer today. You know, you have uh, another Game of Thrones prequel I, series coming. Like no, the, the things you're saying are adding to my list of reasons why I think this is bad. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> you like, don't like those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the Batman was very average to me. Oh, so like a spinoff of a very oh, average no. uh, movie does not entice me. Uh House of the Dragon is fine. It is definitely not as good as original Game of Thrones when it was at its height so far. So like, what about Knight of the, of the Seven Dragon? Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight, which got yeah. announced? Like, you not, you're not these... excited about Duncan Egg? <laughs> <laughs> no, like this is this is them grasping at straws. They're like, oh, this thing worked before, so let me do another thing that will work because algorithm. But like, it's not like it's not the next succession. It's not the next actual. We don't really like know. We don't really know that, music. though. Like, we don't. Know. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, we don't know that. But it's yeah. definitely not going to be a spin-off of a brand that has already incredible. Existed. If Penguin was the next succession, <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think. I kind of like. Aside from like a lot of the stuff that happened in the past few months with Zaslav Love and everything, I, I like more of what DC's doing. Like, it seems like they're reorganizing, and getting smarter about their content. You know, with James Gunn in charge of all that stuff. Like, I'm expecting mm-hmm. better things out of that. Like, let's get. I don't know. I don't know what Blue Beetle is going to end up being like, but you know, if, it had a good trailer. Yeah, the trailer was pretty good. Yeah, like, I, like, yeah. I, well, like I said, like, is I don't know. That's James Gunn for me. Is like seeing is is he just hyping this up because he's the man in charge now, or is it actually good? And that's going to be kind of resting a lot on James' reputation there. Um, I mean, one one check mark in the plus column for James Gunn is he he very clearly was not hyping up Shazam. Yeah, <laughs> that movie yeah, was pretty was not, bad. Yeah. And so the fact that he was clearly not hyping that up, but is hyping up Flash and Blue Beetle makes me be like, well, maybe he's being honest here because maybe it's one of those like by it's like I always make the comment about how when Kojima sees a movie he doesn't like, he just says, I saw this 
And that's how James Gunn was with Shazam. Was like Shazam is now in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is an, an yeah. No, objective. I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like he knows that too. Or like if he hypes up shit, then guess what? You know, all the yeah. excitement for whatever he's doing at Warner Bros. is going away pretty quick. Or DC. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, again, like I don't think the name change is a big deal. I like a lot of the changes they made. I fully expect. I mean, with Matt Reeves behind the Penguin, that trailer looked great. I think that's. I think that's going to be a good thing. Um, the Harry Potter thing, like, I don't know. Like, I'm keeping my mind open to it. Like, if it's expanding out the same story, I'm not really excited about that at all. But they are never going to be able to find three child actors who grow up to be good actors they will (laughs) never be able to do that that was lightning in a bottle we'll see i guess we'll see (laughs) wait what they will never be able to find three 10 year olds who 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 they can bet the house on who grow up to be good actors who are 20 really yes I don't i don't agree with that okay but i do later we're going to talk about matilda the musical and i think (laughs) I think you are way wrong, buddy, especially over in the UK. Yeah. They, they, they grow them that way. I mean, I <laughs> guess that's like that. they, they grew Tom Holland. Tom Holland was yeah, grown that way. Yeah, I don't, he I was don't, like a little Billy Elliot. I don't yeah. agree with that take. What I, what I do think is like, it's a lot like Star Wars, where it's just going to be too hard, like Solo, right? It's just so hard to not think about, you know, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and, and all that. When they, solo? No, I was able to watch all of solo without thinking about no, that. When, when, we, when we recast <laughs> yeah. the three main people in Harry Potter, like you're going to be comparing yeah, yeah, it yeah. to the original cast. Right, entire. right, right, right. Like that's they that's, just got to do what House of the Dragon did. Yeah. They just ripped the bandaid off, and I was like, yes, these are the new characters. You are right. Well, I'll, I'll also add to that that if you if you go back and rewatch the first Harry Potter movie, they're bad actors. Yeah, they are bad actors. First two in that them. first, yeah. yeah, in that first yeah. movie. So like, children can be taught. <laughs> yeah. they, matured be with taught. The, they grew up and matured with the movies. No, they were. They got Alfonso Cuarón. He rubbed. He, he, he sprinkled his magic dust on them. That's not. That also sounded bad. No, he just is a very good director, and he brought That's the best out of them. He made, he made them very talented. Um, I made the True Detective comment earlier. Did you guys watch True Detective? At least season I watched, one. I watched both season one and okay. two and three was the was really Mahershala. bad one. Yeah, well, two was a really bad one. I thought two was the bad one. Three was not as good as one, but better than two. So one no, was which one had Ben Harrelson. That was two. Two was Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell and Rachel McAdams. Two was Vince Vaughn? Yeah, because one was McConaughey and Harrelson. Yeah, that, that was, that was one, like yeah. the iconic one. Yeah, uh, that one was great. I watched yeah, the Marshall Ali one and like that. So that, that was, was three. It. Yeah, that was three. Okay. And I, like, yeah, I, I, I like, couldn't finish the Vince Vaughn one. It was, like, it was, yeah. it was so <laughs> bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, season four is coming out. It's called Night Country. It's uh, executive produced and co-written by Barry Jenkins, who did like Moonlight and... Um, this is an incredible director. Uh, it, it takes place in uh, uh, like Barrow, Alaska during like the start of their 30 days of night. And mm. uh, it's uh, Jodie Foster as the main cop. And the thing looks fucking so cool. It's just Alaska at night and there's murders and there's it looks like that fucking spiral from the first seasons back. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Remember that spiral? Ooh, I was doing a lot of freeze framing during that first yeah. season. Yeah, that, that first season uh, kind of spoilers for the first season, The True Detective. Uh, that case doesn't ever really get resolved and like normally that would kind of like really piss me off like because it's like kind of an unsatisfying finale but like they really made it in a way where it's like that was kind of the point yeah and so like yeah if if they're actually going to come back and touch on that some of this that stuff i'd be way interested because yeah yeah, like it it was like the first season is still really good but like yeah that just that lingering plot thread is like what is going on is any of this supernatural yeah 
Um, so yeah, that's also coming, which looks cool. Uh, on the game side, well, to wrap, oh, to wrap up this point, there is yes. still no worse name for a service than Peacock. <laughs> what about free? What about as someone who's watching a show on Freebie? I disagree. <laughs> no, Peacock is still the worst name ever conceived for. <clears throat> it's a, just a bird. It's just, it's like, it's just a logo. It's like saying the Wii or the Wii U is a bad name. They it were, is, but we just get used to it. <laughs> but it's <laughs> the Wii is actually a genius name. The Wii U is a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but annoyingly, like I kind of tweeted about that earlier. Where like I guess I don't give a shit what the name of the service is because. Peacock is stupid as shit to me, but also like it's got the Continental coming. We got the trailer for that today, and then mm. uh, they have uh, what you call it, round poker r- face. poker face, and then uh, Yellowstone is on there because of weird licensing things with Paramount. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll subscribe to any service that has a good show on it that I want to watch, including subscribed with it, including the one that I subscribed to a thing called Crunchyroll. So the one, uh, what the fuck do I know? What, from was on what? Oh God, what was that one that I was watching? From Epics on? with Epics. an X, but that's gone now. Now it's just MGM Plus. Mm. Yeah, because Epics didn't mean anything, and they realized that. And <laughs> yeah. the name you, you recognize. Also, in the year twenty twenty three, MGM doesn't mean anything either. Except like, I think you got a casino, and I think there was a mass <laughs> shooting there a couple of years ago. So that's I mean, a bad the, thing the, that, that line still shows up in the front of movies, right? Yeah, now he passed away. <laughs> Nick, Nick the OGS about the Continental, like a John Wick series. Yes, it is a John Wick series, uh, not starring John Wick. It's set back in the nineteen seventies. Uh, a little troublesome. Who it's starring? Who, oh, who is it starring? Your friend and mine, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Army Hammer though. Which were, it is were, insane to me that they took the man who might be the most beloved actor in Hollywood, like universally beloved, who, in Keanu Reeves, oh. and, and and for and, this thing we got Bell Gibson, which not great. Hey, he's probably gonna get the story. Shows so. <laughs> not, not great. Maybe, uh, maybe they know the show's not good, so they're like, hey, let's let's sabotage. Did they know it wasn't good at the beginning? They're like, this is a bad idea. This whole series is about lore. Don't don't explain it. Listen, Zaslav's probably going to cancel us. And then halfway through, they're like, you know, we're not under Zaslav. You're like, oh, shit, we're for the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Bear Bomb, thank you so much uh, for joining in early access as well. Not joining, but re-upping Re- in early access. Well, yeah, Appreciate welcome. it, Bear Bomb. Uh, in terms of games, the only bit of, bit of newsy stuff that happened recently, which got a lot of kerfuffle online, and I'm, I'm curious because I, to be honest, I don't care. Uh, Redfall, when it launches in a few weeks on uh, console and PC on Xbox, both Series S and X, uh, it is launching only at 30 frames per second. And they have said that they are uh, in they are working on a 60 frames per second patch uh, sometime after launch. Uh, The reason people are upset is a like this is just this is like a new gen current gen game. So it's not like a cross gen thing. B, this is one of those like Microsoft, you are working in tandem with a first party developer. Why is this happening? And see all of the uh, preview footage and like preview events and everything. Everything was showcasing the game in 60 frames per second. So the assumption was that the shooter is going to be 60 frames per second. Um, obviously, it will be down the road once the patch hits, but not at launch. Um, you guys play way more shooters than I do. Uh, do does the frames per second thing? Is this like a deal breaker or a big matter uh, big deal to you in for, one way or another for me these days it is uh, if i'm gonna play a shooter on console it has to be 60 frames or it just does not feel good to play like when your standard is call of duty and battlefield and those all run at 60 frames anything below that just feels choppy at this point um i do think i do think this is funny and i feel like it's a specifically very microsoft thing where uh it, 
people like nobody's been that excited about Redfall. <laughs> like, and the internet's blowing up over this today. To like, just I'm excited for Redfall. Uh, Vampies. You're, okay, you're somebody out of nobody, but um. <laughs> Oh, you said I was somebody and I got excited. Then you said I was nobody. Uh, yeah, but like the internet's doing this thing where like anytime something happens with Microsoft, everybody freaks out and over inflates it. And it's like, okay, <laughs> no, like Sony's Sony's stuff has, you know, days gone when it had performance issues, didn't raise up a, huck, a rough ruckus like this does. Um, so I just don't, I don't, it's not a huge deal to me. I think people that are going to play it are going to play it. They're not going to be happy with it being 30 frames and you uninstall it from Game Pass and wait for the big patch to come in. But yeah, I mean, like, it's still weird, though, that like they I think my biggest problem with it is that they previewed it at 60 frames and have put the Xbox logo aside from it and everything. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of misleading. That should be called out. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it is weird that all the preview pre-release stuff has been shown that way. And somehow that version is just not ready by the time they want to launch it because all those all those previews were most likely on pc it was a preview event out in san francisco during gdc so they would have all been on pc i mean it's a fundamental flaw of the game journalists is that they're not game designers so i don't know why uh if they have it running like that on pc a pc from their end that they can you know know the specs of that they wouldn't be able to get that or at least have a PC that just matches the specs of the console that they also want that game to run on. Like, to me, that just makes sense, but it's probably a lot more complicated than I can fathom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, what I will say is for for shooters that aren't uh, competitive in nature, I kind of don't care as much about the 60 frames versus 30 frames thing. Like, this one is a co-op thing, so, like, you'll be playing with friends, but, like, you don't have to, like, be really twitchy against other humans. And so, like, I don't think I'd really feel the slowdown as much. Uh, though uh, I have in recent years come around to, oh, I can see the difference when something's at 30 frames versus 60 frames. And like, I do prefer the 60 frames for like really uh, reflex intensive things like like games that require like a lot of dexterity and whatnot. I would prefer the 60 frames, but like if it's a single player thing, I, I tend not to care as much. Yeah, I think, I don't know, yeah, any any shoe that doesn't hit 60 frames on on a Xbox Series X at this point just doesn't feel right to me. But and I think that's fair. Like there's there's no reason why we're this late in the current gen and these consoles are so powerful that like the whole the whole concept of there being a performance mode and uh uh what's the other one? Quality mode? Yeah. Like the the fact that that was supposed to be like a new stage for this era and like you're launching a game, a first party game where one is coming after the other, like it, it is a little embarrassing. Like that's really the main thing is that it's embarrassing. Well, like it's not a deal breaker. It's like it's going to come eventually. So it's not the end of the world. But like for Microsoft, who consistently is struggling to just get out high quality, uh, like showy uh, experiences on their console, like it just makes them look bad. Well, watched the, uh, um, the digital, the foundry. digital foundry. Yeah. Are we going to be talking about the same thing? Yes, what? we are. Yes. Yeah. They, the Digital Foundry that watched like six months ago? Yes. Because I, I, I reshared it today. Well, yeah, I remembered it because in that Digital Foundry article, they were talking about um, how like... Plague Tale and Gotham Knights? Yes, games games that are going to be pushing the bar are going to be going back to 30 frames per second because, mm. yeah, the hardware is better, but the games are getting better too and more it, it, more processing power is needed, more graphics power is needed and all that kind of stuff. Gotham so, Knights is not in that scenario. No, Gotham Knights should have, I mean, Gotham Knights should have been running uh, 60 frames, but 
uh, Plague Tale uh, Requiem, like with all yeah. the physics on screen with the rats and everything. Like, oh yeah, look great. And it was running at forty, so I mean that was fine to me. I didn't notice it really. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, like I think there's a a false thought here that everybody's like, oh, the consoles are super powerful, so everything's gonna run at sixty frames. And I was like, no, because games are catching up right up with that power. You know, the power that they're maxing out now. Um, so if you, yeah. it, it's still nice to have the the option between quality and performance mode. Like I hope that continues mm-hmm. in games where if you want a little less fidelity, you drop it down and you play at 60 frames. If you want, you know, full graphics mode and all the ray tracing, everything then you play at 30 frames, that's fine. But yeah, I think like, I think I, I don't think this is going to be the last time we see this with first party games where, you know, I don't know. We, we haven't played Redfall. I think, I don't know how systems heavy that game is. You're also running four instances at the same time for co-op. And if it doesn't, like you can't just have a mode that's 60 frames for single player and then four player for co-op. It's gotta be, cause it's drop mm. in, drop out. So like, how do you manage that? So it just changes on the frame rate on the fly. It doesn't work like that. So they uh, should do a perfect art did and just uh, bump it down to like 10 frames per second. And four <laughs> <player mode. laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, I'm, uh, I am mostly surprised that like, there's they almost shouldn't have said anything like it should have just been well they should have said a long time ago that hey like after the game yeah. releases you'll get your 60 frames not a couple weeks out from release but yeah i mean i think doing it now is them being like oh, well, we want to get the bad news out of the way yeah and hopefully you know maybe they that faith in the game they think it'll review well so they just want that to be the big conversation when it comes out i mean i hope the game's good i think it'd be cool um the, pre- the previews are high on it but i don't really trust previews too much anymore so I- i've seen nothing in the previews that made me excited no I, I, there's i'm not there's nothing i'm excited about that for that game either really that's because you guys are cowards you know like vamps i, I like i like arcane true. games that just doesn't feel like an arcane game to me <laughs> Minotaurian bullet, vampire bullet spongy enemies and all that and loot and gear score and i'm like eh. you're real negative on gear score i hate it I absolutely hate it. <laughs> so you would say that's not one of the mechanics you like? No. Fuck off with gear score. <laughs> I mean, did we want to move on to? Oh shit! I had the, the mechanics thing. we do like. <laughs> one more thing. I was gonna. I was gonna give everyone a little PSA about about two exciting things tomorrow. One. Final pre-release Tears of the Kingdom trailer uh, launching at 9 a.m. Central tomorrow. So it's three minutes long. I am incredibly excited. Because one month before uh, Breath of the Wild released, Nintendo released a three and a half minute long trailer. That's like one of my favorite trailers of all time. Uh, it is uh, like the first minute of it is just these like gorgeous shots of like slow shots of Hyrule with like music in the background. There's no characters or anything. Then Link shows up and you got a minute of like Link fucking shit up and then you get a minute of story. Oh, so I'm very, I'm very excited for this trailer. Um, and then two yeah. is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Central. There's a uh, state of play. A PlayStation showcase thingy uh, solely on Final Fantasy 16. Uh, and so they said something like it's 20 minutes of the game. So I'm imagining we're just going to see a bunch of gameplay, a bunch mm. of different stuff. So yeah, those are the two two of the big games of uh, the next couple months. I mean, along with Redfall and we got Jedi Survivor coming up soon and then Diablo and, and uh, Street Fighter and God. Uh, Dead Islands coming soon. So yeah, a lot of games, a lot yeah. of video games. Jeez. Yeah, I'm proud of you know what? I'm proud of everyone. They tried hard and they made some games and some of them weren't 60 frames per second, including Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't care about frame rate is because like my favorite game of all time is like 12 frames per second. Yeah, like it just it doesn't demand it, though. Every time Nintendo releases one of these, someone on the Internet goes like, hey, we made that Nintendo game 60 frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why are they able to do it? Nintendo. Yeah, like what's going on over there? 
Get your shit together, Nintendo. Um, excellent. So, uh, yeah, moving on to our name, main topic, as we uh, hinted at earlier. Um, this this kind of got me because uh, I've been playing this uh, incredible indie game. came out this week, only on PC, which I, I never thought I'd be the guy to say it, that I'm playing games on PC because of my Steam Deck. Uh, but it is a game <laughs> called Lone Fungus, and it huh. is uh, the... Uh, the the best Hollow Knight game of 2023, like Haiku the Robot, it is just a ho- it's just Hollow Knight, like just like it it, it you know it, it wears it proudly on its sleeve. Um, it is a one man operation, but the game is so fucking good. The world design is incredible. The sort of the atmosphere of like just imagine Hollow Knight, but instead of a bunch of bugs, you play a very cute little mushroom man yeah, who's I'm going through this fungal now, world. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so uh, it, uh, I mean you know. Again, the, the the core loop is uh, Hollow Knight, including like you know uh, equipping and unequipping different pins and uh, that kind of stuff. It doesn't do the uh, you don't gain like souls or currency or anything that you lose and have to you know it doesn't have the recursive nature of souls like that right. is one thing that it does not have. Uh, but it's it's an excellent mix of uh, you know the sort of the two D uh, combat, the Metroidvania layout, and um, just sort of like the ambiance of, of a Hollow Knight-esque game. And so this got me thinking, I realize any take like this, or pretty much any take in general of Metroidvanias, like that whole like way of building a game, whether it's in 2D, like these, or Super Metroid, or Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, whether it's in 3D, like, uh, you know, I would say Arkham Asylum, you know, Metroid Prime, examples mm-hmm. of that uh, sort of flow, um, I am a sucker for. Like, that is something I will, like, gobble up like no matter sort of what the aesthetic is of this thing. And so I was wondering if there's like mechanics or genres or just things big or small that you guys are like, fuck yeah, I am there day one for this. Like for, for me, mm-hmm. samesies, like the Metroidvania formula has, and for some reason, like I, I started playing video games very young. I didn't play my first Metroidvania until the Xbox 360 era. And like, I don't know why, like, I just never came across it. Like Mega Man X is probably the closest one to that formula, but like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't exactly because it's level based. But like, it was like Dusk and Elysian Tale was like that furry Metroidvania live arcade. That was the first time I played through like a full one of those and was like instantly hooked. Any other one after that point, I was like sold on. So like that, that definitely is in my, uh, in my game mechanics, I love camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another one, well, I have two uh, uh, other ones on this list, but another one is just the parry mechanic, full stop. Okay. Like a game with like a good ass parry, uh, like can really allow me to gloss over a lot of other glaring weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if in the combat, the parry feels good, like it's such a satisfying thing to pull off because it it's 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 almost like you are getting immediate um positive feedback for being good at video games it's like Mm -hmm. oh this enemy tried to attack me so in the moment it was going to attack me i i did a high risk maneuver that kept me safe and then put him at disadvantage right so like there are a million different ways folks can like display that information to you but like when when a parry works and it feels good like i'm i'm sold like i can look at a game and see that it has like a a nice like a visually appealing parry in it and be like oh i think i need to try this yeah, I remember we when we were playing uh, games at was it last summer when there was a bunch of indie demos. There was that Nine Souls. Yeah, and you were like, yeah. yes, I like this has a parry mechanic. I am fucking. I one hundred percent want to play Nine Souls when that thing releases. What uh, What would you say is your 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 parry goat 
what's at the top of the mountain uh I mean, definitely Sekiro is probably the, yeah. the game with the best. Yeah. Like Sekiro is probably the game that made me realize how much I loved the parry yeah. mechanic because like it, it has existed before. Sure. I've played you know several action games, or whatever that have had parries in it, but like Sekiro, it it is perfect. Like it feels perfect when you nail parries in that, and you nail parries all the time. So the whole <laughs> way through, you're just getting that endorphin rush of like, man, I am a sword master. Yeah. Um. So that's that's great. The parry mechanic. Um. But uh. Uh, the final one I want to go over that I can think of, at least, is uh, a mechanic that I've referred to as stacking. Okay. Where it's not, it, it can it can apply to a number of things, but it's essentially where Man. it's kind of a call and response type thing that continues to layer on itself in games. Um, you remember Roller Drone? Yeah. That that indie uh, cell shaded roller skating game. Um, it's like you have specific weapons and those specific weapons are good at fighting specific enemies, right? So like that's like the gunplay is one mechanic, but the fact that the enemy you face off again needs a specific gun turns it into kind of a, a meta mechanic. Mm -hmm. And then when you add to that the fact that, okay, if I were to use this weapon on this enemy, that's effective on it and then that then gives me uh you know health as a result because because i'm low on my health or whatever like in my brain it's like okay these are very simple ideas that link to one another and so they're like just constantly stacking on top of each other and there are a lot of different games that employ that sort of thing like high five mm -hmm. rush is another example actually yeah where like you have a bunch of different mechanics but like when you see a certain enemy uh you need to use certain moves like you need to break its shields or you need to uh all there are two one different shields in, yeah yeah, yeah there are different shields <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like oh this this one uh responds certain way to fire or whatever so like yeah on its own it's like a one-to-one -one match like okay when you see x do y but the fact that they'll throw in both of them at the same time or they'll throw in one that has a different thing uh like has one that has a shield but then it's on fire afterwards or whatever like mm -hmm. all the different configurations of all these separate mechanics stacked on top of each other makes the game far more complex and engaging than it has any right to be in a lot of cases yeah i think the modern doom games nail that as yeah, well. yeah, yeah yeah doom eternal is is really really good at that yeah when to do glory kills when to use your flamethrower when to use grenades and that kind of thing yeah I, i'm a huge fan of that oh yeah nick you got any yeah you got any mechanics uh, it's not maybe not so much a mechanic, but well, I guess it is. Uh, and the a lot of, like I've been really into roguelike games like for the past mm -hmm. year now, and I honestly like really love the card mechanics when they have it, where like you you're constantly randomizing and your abilities and mix matching things together and everything. Like you know, uh, pretty much as soon as I finish like Hades, I'm like I need more of this. I love like not knowing what build I'm going to have by the time I'm at the end, and like the power fantasy that comes from that. Um, so really, really love that. Like, you know, you kind of get the same feeling in Have a Nice Death and, and all these other games I've been playing lately. Like, I really want to try Wild Frost, which just came out, that new mm -hmm. roguelike card battler game. Uh, looks really great. So looks very cute. Yeah. Like, it looks kind of like Adventure Time, looks, like looks the like animation or the art animation. Mm -hmm. um, the I'm other intrigued. yeah, the other one um, is really more specific to me. But uh, and I don't know if I don't really know if I call it a mechanic or not, but I guess like these these FPS games that have become very player communication heavy, whether it's Siege or like Hell Let Loose or Squad mm. or anything like that. I kind of consider it a game mechanic at this point, like where you are forced to communicate to win matches or otherwise like you're not going to do anything. 
Um, because growing up playing like Call of Duty and Gears of War and Medal of Honor and, and you know, whatever else, like it was always just kind of solo and like you could communicate with your friends, but it was never required. And yeah. now for games like Hell at Loose or Squad or Seeds, like you really, you can't like, of course you can play them without communicating with anybody ever, but it's like a core mechanic of the game to communicate and coordinate and like listen to, you know, the way they break people into squads and you have a command leader, and your squad leaders are talking to the command and then they really orders to you like that that kind of mechanic in games gets me so immersed in those games like i feel like a kid again when i'm playing them <laughs> when you play shooters online do you majority play team-based ones yeah like, are I, there any like how often do you play free-for-all stuff like halo lately mm-hmm. lately never like i just i that's all i used to play was like games were like you know it was me 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 and now i'm like i'm, I'm more there for like I want to be, I want to have to think when I'm playing the game. I don't want to just run mm-hmm. and shoot things because that's boring. Like I've done that for 20 years. Like I just want to, you know, be in a game where like I have to strategize and think ahead and and plan and and you know coordinate with people and like that's where you get like these huge emergent, really memorable moments from uh, that that have like really just made me fall in love with games like Squad and Hell at Loose and all that. Because um, I feel like it's just I feel like it's nothing nothing else that I've ever played in that frame. And then you know like when I went and did the Eve documentary and like hearing uh, the stories of players that like, you know, just live in these worlds and like communicate and form their friends and family, like within the game, I think like, like, you know, communication like that is just such an interesting mechanic that I don't think has been explored too much in games yet. And I think it's starting to be explored more, uh, especially like the puzzles games. Like we were here, the, we were here series, mm-hmm. like you can't see, yeah. you know, your friend half the time. And so like a lot of it's relied on communication and not, yeah, not just yeah. like you know visual communication but actual audio it too yeah that is uh i i wonder if they think that there's like a a, a ceiling for the market for games like that but i don't think so because some of these games you're mentioning are like the biggest fucking I games mean, on the planet yeah, so I mean, like, yeah like, I, I, you know i the, think it's called teamwork right it's just like, teamwork yeah, yeah, yeah i think yeah. that's that's the mechanic that yeah yeah referring to but like the yeah i mean I think I was kind of saying like that. I think that communication is becoming such a big thing in games lately because like the deception genre is blowing up, right? Like with Among Us and yeah, yeah. Trouble and like Deceiving just came out and is doing well. So I feel like you know a lot of games for so long like that whole it kind of ties back to like the toxic gamer mentality because it was all about you, you, you and Call of Duty, right? <laughs> Like you could talk shit to everybody. You didn't need anybody's help. Now it's like, if you want to play these games, you got to be willing to grow up a little bit and communicate. It's still assholes. But I mean, like I, I, <laughs> on most days I don't experience that anymore when I play games like hell at loser squad or siege or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, I guess almost like the barrier to entry for them kind of weeds out people who are just there to be dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who are still Yeah, unless your whole squad are dicks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In which case, you just... That requires a lot of coordination. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm really hoping, like, we start seeing more of that, not in just competitive games, but more cooperative games, too. Like, I want to move away from, you know, gear scores and level grinding and all that to, like, okay, we have a big puzzle to take out this boss. How do we do it? We need to communicate and coordinate to take it out instead of just shooting at it for 20 minutes like in destiny and every other fps game uh, destiny does have those puzzles. yeah i resent you saying destiny they, no i'm i'm i i know <laughs> destiny does the raids are exactly that i'm saying i yeah. just want to see more of that in games across the spectrum instead of just you know grinding down a, a health bar 
I mean, you still have to grind down a health bar in Destiny, so that's yeah. that's, fair. <laughs> that's fair. I want yeah. I, I want boss fights that are completely puzzle focused and not grinding down a health bar. Zelda bosses. If I got a game for you, it's called The Legend of Zelda. Any, <laughs> any of them doesn't matter which one you pick. Uh, I had a couple of random things written down. One, I really like uh, active reloads or sort of timing based attacks. So I like mm-hmm. I liked in High Fire Rush, but I also like the fucking gears reload is like one of my favorite things in any shooter ever. Um, yeah, it's that was just legit brilliant. Yeah, the fact that you're like you take an act that you are doing as much. In, like aside from shooting bullets, reloading your gun is probably the thing you're going to do the most in in any shooter. So the fact that you just add this tiny tweak to where you need to always be uh, devoting a little bit of your of your uh, concentration to, I mm-hmm. think is wonderful. And the same thing, uh, games like uh, sort of classic RPGs like the Mario part uh, Mario RPG, and then Paper Mario games, and then now even Sea of Stars upcoming that have uh, battles with sort of the the uh, time attack thing, to where you could do an attack and you could not hit anything and you'll be fine. But if you hit an input right at the right time of your attack, you'll get a little bit of bonus on it. And then the same thing, if you block at the right time, you'll get a you know a little bit of uh damage will be taken off and uh to me that the weird thing about that is like i was doing that in games before that existed in games mm-hmm. like when i was playing like the, the the super nintendo era rpgs growing up like with chrono trigger i would always hit that button and i i was to me i was like i'm doing more damage if i hit the button at the right time i wasn't a mechanic in that game <laughs> like like same thing at earthbound and like i wasn't a mechanic in that game but it worked um so it's, I, like, it's like it's making because that, that's one of the things that I dislike a lot about JRPGs is that when you're selecting an attack from the list, you just watch the thing happen. Like, you're not playing anymore. So it's, it's almost like as a kid, you were like, well, I want to keep playing the game. So when he swings the sword, I'm going to press the button as if I made him swing the sword. Yeah. And then yeah. someone at some point was like, we should give him something else to do other than watch yeah. this fucking cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, it's 100% that. Uh, I also like home bases in games. Not like a base. But I like a game where your characters kind of have a hideout, like a little place you go back and hang out. Like I, I like I the. I've, I've started to hate that. <laughs> no. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, like Gotham Knights, your hangout is like I just want to go from mission to mission in the open world, but every time I have to start a mission, I have to go back to the fucking hangout. Well, yeah, that that's because they make the world instanced or whatever, right? So like, yeah. So I, I, I don't think that's the hangout's fault, but like, yeah, it's a it's a crutch. Don't you dare blame that on the hangout. Like Yakuza 7, mm-hmm. I like going back to that, that karaoke bar. Like your bar is like that you live above. Persona, I like going back to the coffee shop. Uh, even games where you sort of like build out a home base. Uh, a lot of older RPGs like Suikoden and Skies of Arcadia have these home bases that you slowly build out throughout the game. And you find characters out in the world and you recruit them. Like you find a chef and you can recruit them to be the chef at your home base. Okay. Um, which all sounds like running a small business. And that doesn't sound very fun. And I promise you. That goes in. Uh, I do. It's 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 it right that. there on my list. But I also have uh, Octopath Traveler too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which one to do. Um, too many games. TM TMGs. Uh, I love uh, Inventory Tetris. Resident Evil Four Dredge. <laughs> it's been a big month for Inventory Tetris. I think it's like such a smart way to do. Again, like adding a tiny bit of of um, uh, like uh, uh, requiring you to do a tiny bit of problem solving in in a relatively normal. Um, you know mechanics so instead of being like well i'm over encumbered i like the idea in dredge like the boat you have is a specific shape 
and you need to fit all your weird your weird fish and all the shit you have on your boat in that shape. And yeah, you can expand it, you know, as you as as you upgrade your boat. And then the same thing in um, you know, Resident Evil Four sort of pioneered that with with your attaché case that slowly grows, but you're playing the inventory Tetris with it. Um, I like it. It's very um, it's very satisfying in my mind. And then my last thing was time loops. Uh, I still think. Oh, yeah, I like time loops in general. Too, I'm a yeah. sucker for time loops in any fiction. It doesn't matter movies. Same. It doesn't matter it's in TV shows, games. It's just, um, 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 I love all time loops. Even twelve minutes. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the time loops yeah, fault. It wasn't the time loops fault. Like the time, the time loop mechanics of that game are great. It's just the like it wasn't the hideouts stuff. fault that Gotham Knights was a bad game. It wasn't the time loops fault that that guy fucked his sister. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare blame time loops on it, man. Yeah. Uh, one one that you guys won't have much experience with, but in VR, like free climbing is always super mm. cool. When it's not like not like um, pathed, like there's not just rocks I gotta grab, but like I can climb anything, like in uh, Boneworks and stuff like that. Like VR, VR adds so much to gameplay mechanics. Also, being able to like play a food game where you're making food and just throw the burger at somebody's face, and you know that's that's <laughs> hilarious. Physics, physics in games. We need more destructibility in games. Physics sure. games, really that, good. that's my probably my favorite mechanic, and I have been waiting ever since Red Dead Gorilla. I mean, uh, uh, Red Faction Red Gorilla. Faction to uh, have another game with that kind of destruction and it's just not coming. Imagine a game called Red Dead Gorilla. Gorilla. That's just a Red Dead game, but it's like a, a large cowboy monkey. Oh, I was going to say, we, we kind of have that with ancestors. That's true. You are playing as like a, a crow, oh, that crow magnet or whatever. Sucked. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Assassin's Creed creator, yeah. Patrice Desolet. It's bad though. I'm glad, I, oh, I'm I agree. It's not good. He tried something unique with the money he was given from Private Division. <laughs> there you go. But I See? hope I hope he goes back to his bread and butter of making. So better say, I hope he screen. never does it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Dorian King with. Oh, sorry. Oh uh, no! Somebody brought up Teardown. Yeah, like I like Teardown, um, but mm, the, yeah, even even the destruction tech on that did not impress me as much as the finals. I am eagerly waiting for that game to come back out. I want to play more. You are a, you're a finals junkie. It was fun. That was the most fun. Do we know when that when shooter. that's coming out or like being offered to to, to people to play? Like, no, they have, they haven't given a yeah they haven't given a new date for the 1.0. They definitely have a lot to fix. Does it feel like a this year game? Yeah, I think I think it'll be like a surprise oh. just drop in the in the summer when there's a lull. I think July somewhere around there is probably when it's going to hit. Better not drop the same day as Pikmin 4, or else I'll get his ass kicked. Oh, yeah. While those little critters, oh, Miyamoto yeah. will throw all of his little garden <laughs> friends at him. Uh, Dorian King with 550 Canadian dollars. Thank you so much, Dorian. I just finished Spirit Fair and sobbed like a baby. Gonna have to play Stardew Valley now. Damn, cozy game. Go watch our cozy documentary games. on it. I like this cozy game. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, we have a documentary Fair. on Spirit Fair. Go check that out. I also need to go back more. and replay. I need to replay Spirit Fair because I never played any of the DLC stuff. Like they added a bunch of stuff to it. And now that the complete edition is out. Um, like this next super chat I, we got. I, I was trying super uh, spirit fair on Xbox uh cloud, like on my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that, that game has a little too many mechanics where a, a, a touchscreen doesn't help. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I have to go back to it with a controller. Yeah. Uh I do like I mean, speaking of mechanics, I like I like uh, the spirit. We were talking about this earlier this week. Um, when, in, in slightly something else about like what makes a satisfying gameplay loop, 
And it is when every system in the game kind of feeds back into itself. And that's how I feel like Spiritfarer does. Everything you are doing in that game from charting a course on the sea to exploring an island to, uh, uh, you know, uh, mining for resources to the random tasks you're doing on the boat to growing the boat to becoming friends with people. They're all feeding into the same thing. They don't feel like they're like completely disparate pieces. Like it is all part of the same uh, part of the same. Puzzle. Yeah. Uh, co- cohesion. Yeah, yeah. Term. Yeah. That. That's that's what like really made me obsessive about Monster Hunter World at least. I'm sure it's same for like several other ones, but World was the one that hooked me, hooked me. And it was because I was engaging with some of like the stuff you can do in that game and getting really engaged. And every time I was like, "Hey, let me take a look at these little hunting missions. Let me take a look at these cooking challenges. Let me take a look at this uh lottery system." All of these other what seem like ancillary things actually do feed back into more of that grind as long as you just have to learn in which ways, like how it actually feeds back into the grind. And once you do, it becomes like essential. Like you do like a whole lap of like all these weird little carts and towns, uh, carts of the the hometown you're in because you need to do something or manage a thing or uh, check in on on a guy to tweak a little aspect of your your build or whatever to go back out and hunt more stuff to get more stuff to go back and do all the tweaks like it was yeah it's, it's addicting for sure it's crazy right it's 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 like i don't know genuinely uh genuinely impressive when a game is able to sort of have all those things collapse onto themselves uh one, stuff. one mechanic you probably didn't expect me to say that i like in games is uh it's relationship dating, mechanics dating yeah what? How do I not happening? Not so much. Pers- we have like a forced dyad. <laughs> we've had too many. Meetings. We've had too many meetings this week. <laughs> That's why. It's not good. It's uh, not good. But not so much like persona relationship stuff, where like it's RPG, like level up kind of stuff. But more like uh, uh, Haven, for example, where like the story mm. is centered around the relationship, and your mechanics are centered around that. Um, and it, and not just like romantic relationships either, but like. It takes two requires like you know the the relationship between the characters and some of the mechanics are centered around that. Um, mm-hmm. I always I always like when games like make me f- like I feel like we've talked about it before maybe Yahtzee has but like not a lot of games do a lot with like love or anything like that and I kind of wish no. like more stories would get into that realm and like make you actually care about the relationships of these characters and not just the character. You you know what was actually pretty good at that mm-hmm. uh, that that uh arcadey flight game chorus <laughs> where like oh, the main oh, character between the character of the ship yeah yeah between the ship like over time like they both have different abilities and then they use them in tandem to like be super sick in space and like like they really sell you on the fact that they are like becoming more and more in sync as you get stronger in the game like i really yeah. like that oh, yeah i wish like, what's the I wish, I, I wish even like more jrpgs like persona but but more of like uh final fantasy and stuff like that had more of like you know like pick picking a character and because your relationship is better with the character your mechanics are combined with that character and like you work together more often you should play persona 4 (laughs) (laughs) what if we just keep going backwards uh lampy though if you do uh brings up a good point if you like the relationships uh catherine is is probably the best uh, the Persona team's best attempt at a relationship. Um, however, you uh, need to be able to tolerate the puzzles. I really like the puzzles, but they're not for everyone. Do you like pulling and pushing blocks? <laughs> Depends what. Game. If your answer is no, you probably shouldn't play Catherine. Then. <laughs> don't mind, <laughs> don't mind it in Portal. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, 
that's another one of the mechanics I like. All of Portal. Portal. All of Portal. Just everything. <laughs> just everything I like Portal. portal. I also like Portal too. Yeah. So well done. Momentum uh, and physics puzzles. Uh, I do like momentum and physics puzzles. I like a good puzzle. Ooh, I like a, a good first person head scratcher. That uh, viewfinder, viewfinder game where you're yes, taking snapshots and we putting them. The mix. <sighs> It was super That's a head. Cool. I'm gonna be scratching my head. Yossi talked about it in his diary, but like it was super cool that like one of the pictures like you take and like there's something that you need to drop out of a barrel and you he literally just flipped the level over and it fell out of the barrel. Like that's cool. Clever. Clever girl. Have you seen that trailer for that game, Casey? Viewfinder? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it's the photograph. Yeah, so, yeah. We're taking like a Polaroid and then place Yeah, then you can place it somewhere and then it becomes actual geometry. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna <clears> be yeah, a big hit. Really sick. Yeah. That game will be cool. Uh fat cock. With a $5 donation. What up, y'all? What up, Fat Cock? Uh, thank you so much for the donation. How you uh, living, Fat Cock? Frost appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and Dower Dodger with a $100 donation. Ooh. Thank you so much, Dower Dodger. Thank you. It loves three things. Good job. <laughs> destruction, destruction physics, Halo, and above all, poo-poo. No, we've proven he loves a fourth thing, I, and that is relationships and games. <laughs> I, I haven't even played like the one game that's centered around Poo Poo, uh, that game that Jack loves. Binding of Isaac? Not Binding of Isaac, but the the puzzle. Legend one, of Bumbo. Legend of Bumbo, yeah. Yeah, that game poo- is all about pee pees and poo poos. Pee pee pooms. Pee pee poo poo. One of the, so you could, Mr. Hanky was a weapon in South Park 64, the shooter that ran on the Turok engine. <laughs> There's also the, uh, the probing machine in South Park, the stick of truth. There you go. Yeah, that is poo poo. <laughs> I have been really yeah, thinking about playing that. Like, I, I played that game, but I never finished it. I've been really thinking about going back to it lately. <laughs> There's a reason for that, Nick. Because you love poo poo. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Uh, George Lucas brought up was was Dark was Demon Souls the first game to do the you have died now you got to track down your your ghost before you before you die again like to, did they take get, that from somewhere the recursive thing uh, yeah not that i'm aware of yeah even their kingsfield games or whatever didn't do that didn't do that right? yeah um but yeah obviously that's become like in terms of individual mechanics that's become you know one of the mechanics du jour Wait, no, didn't the world of warcraft have a, a corpse run mechanic in it i remember seeing a video about like you oh, would yeah, die somewhere would and then you have to go of... back and find your ghosts for a reason oh yeah like okay and damien saying diablo 2 did it yeah i guess you'd have to go back to your body and collect your loot yeah yeah okay i guess yeah that's that's i guess that's an mmo thing miyazaki once again plays one fucking pc I mean, game and halo just steal- i mean halo had that mechanic too where i would pick up the sniper rifle somebody would kill me and i have to go back and get it so same thing ah, in, a, in a way same mechanic. you guys remember halo only 90s kids remember halo <laughs> um i don't know 90s remember. game halo <laughs> famous 90s game. listen it's 90s kids doesn't mean they played the game for the 90s um you guys been uh you guys been playing anything watch anything enjoyable uh, i finished I, uh katana zero yesterday wait, you oh, finished it on stream yeah did you start it on that editor's hour stream or you no i've just finished it on stream it only took me like an hour <laughs> uh but yeah really like so that. you were playing I, it before yeah, or yeah, it's yeah, just that short okay no, i was playing because yeah, i remember that being pretty long eh, it's about four hours four hours i played that game for a, a hot minute i guess you were just bad at it then Wow. Maybe. I mean, I'm so better than you at Sekiro, so that's all I Oh, double wow. No, no. Harry King. We've been over this. You watched how I yeah, beat we have. him. And how many, you how many hours my did guidelines. it take? How many hours did it take? It takes as many hours as it takes. 
Don't you worry about it. The, the correct answer for you was all of the hours. It took me all no, it took me all the hours to escape the Minnesota airport. It only took me eight hours to beat that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I finished Katana Zero and what was the other game I finished? I forgot. I finished Hi-Fi Rush. I finished Will Long. Mm-hmm. What else did I, I feel like you did all these things like a month ago. What are you doing? We can't go back to stuff we did a month ago. You can't be like celebrating St. Patrick's oh, Day. Duh, I finished Dredge, which I loved. Dredge is really good. How long is Dredge? Because I, I kind of want to check that out. You, If you Eight just hours? do the the main objectives, you could probably finish it in four hours. If, oh, but but take your time with it. Yeah, give it give it a nice eight. Give if, it a healthy eight. Yeah, like I, I don't intend to play it to finish it, but I do want to give it some some time. And, and I think it could get its hooks in you. Me yeah, I think it'll it. give you. I think it'll get your its hooks in where you want to f- see it through. Like it's it's okay. One of those games. It's a game where you are constantly finding something new, and it's always giving you a new objective that keeps you like locked into it. And mm-hmm. like all the side quests kind of feedback into something that like to your ship rebuild building up your ship and stuff like that to you know not spoil anything. So there, there you go. Uh so people give as right. if I finish Hogwarts Legacy. I have not. I like dropped that game and I just haven't gone back to it yet. I'm <laughs> I so, heard I'm be so, remaking it for Max. I'm so close to the end. I, I'm going to finish it just whenever I feel like it, I guess. I've been playing too many other different games to get back to that. And I'm also just uh addicted to Siege again. So like my yeah a lot a lot of people have gone back to siege like those those daily active user numbers are phenomenal What's, right now was it like a thing something uh, yeah like new new, new season yeah. came mm. out new operator does a lot of cool stuff uh folks are really enjoying it like it's not super broken for the first time in a long time so good for you siege oh and the one the one game that our community would probably be very interested in hearing more about uh that i've been trying out is a uh, demonologist which is the <laughs> uh new phasmophobia like that's from a new studio, I believe, kind of newest studio. Um, it's very early, so if you're looking to pick it up, you might want to wait because wait for a couple updates because like the mechanics are there, they work, uh, but like the grind is really bad, so you have to like actually level up to unlock new maps and areas. Which again, it's it's early access, so I think like the grind is on purpose to slow you down so you don't finish the early access content in two days and then drop it. Um, but the the one big change from that game over Phasmophobia is like the map is much more active, which I love because mm-hmm. like in Phasmophobia, it's really just the ghosts and occasionally they throw stuff around in this. Like the ghost will throw shit like across the room. Like there will be creepy eyes looking at you. There's lots of different sounds. Uh, there's actually a ghost that will come out and hunt you right away if you curse at it, which is very funny. So oh, I thought you were gonna say like come out and like hunt you in your house. Like, Get out of there. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> like we we were hunting. My friends and I were hunting a ghost, and uh, we we found the one in the book that said, "Oh, if you curse at it." And then one of our buddies goes, "Shit, fuck, shit, fuck!" And then the ghost just came out and killed us. And we're like, "What?" It's like a little sensor ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. What's that doing there? Used to work for the so, FTC. This ghost. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, what, what's there is like a really solid foundation to be a step above phasmophobia, and I'm kind of like waiting to see like. Man, those phasmophobia devs like need to get on top of whatever they're doing next before they have their lunch eaten. They're gonna lose the spooky war. Yeah, they're gonna have their they lunch rest eaten on their laurels. Developers doing this stuff. You know what? This is a prop hunt game. You know, game. I've had a good time every time we've streamed it. Yeah. Midnight Ghost Hunt. Yeah. I liked Midnight Ghost Hunt every time we've streamed it because we it's also right. play it like once every several months. So like that is not a game I want to play multiple times every several months. But once every several yeah. months. <laughs> 
I like running around that pirate ship. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> like that ghost hunting experience more than phasmophobia. Like, I don't get phasmophobia. Like, I don't get the appeal of it at all. It's like little Sebastian in uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, how you, Adam Scott just didn't if, get it. If you don't get like scared, eventually you got it though. Yeah, if you don't get like immersed or scared by those games, there's probably not much appeal. Like to me, it's like this just a constant tension and like the the scares are like fun adrenaline rushes and that kind of keeps you coming back. I mean, I like horror movies and I like scary games. I just don't like. I don't think I like playing with other people. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think the one mechanic I don't like is teamwork. <laughs> All right, so go play Phasmophobia by yourself. You can go uh, home by yourself. Yeah, but then I could just play PT. That's a way better. Oh, I can't actually. No, you can't. It's a, girl, it's a girl stepped. A girl I was dating stepped on my PlayStation at the time and broke it. And then PT was off the. Like on purpose? Really? No, no. It was just on the floor, and she. It was. It was dark, and she stepped on it. Why do you? No, wait. Sad. Don't call her that's a dummy. A, you put the PlayStation on the floor. You're the dummy. Where else was it going to go? <laughs> not, not the floor. <laughs> TV stand. Not the floor. <laughs> Guys, rent in San Francisco. You get a small apartment. You got to make do. All I had was floor. All I had was floor. Do what like, some of the games media people that I've gotten in fights with did. Like, just nail it to your wall. And it looks really dumb. And they were really proud of it. And I laugh at them. Games media people you get into fights with because they nail a console to the wall? No, no. I've they've been in, I've been in fights with them before because they're assholes, and then I saw that they put their PlayStation and Xbox up on the wall around their TV, and it looks goofy as fuck, and I just laughed at it. It seemed like two different situations. They just wanted to throw a couple strays out the window. Oh, I did. <laughs> yes, I've been waiting. It was better. The wall seems better than the floor, honestly. <laughs> like, although I don't trust heavy things on the wall. Like, I would never mount a TV. I don't trust that. What? I don't trust my mounting That's skills. Oh, okay. Don't play Mount Yeah, I've mounted the TV though. once. It went very well. I just I don't have the energy to ever try again though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just put it put it on a put it on a little entertainment center. Big old stand. Guys, that's consoles why, on the floor. That's why I bought a house with the mount already installed. That's a that's like, like when there. you when you were Zillowing, did you like toggle pre-mount on? Is that like pre mount <laughs> yes. Is that an option? Incredible. You got mount fever. Um, Casey, what about you? <laughs> You watching? Uh, yeah, I, I've I've been beaming about Matilda the Musical for a full on week now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came out some time ago on Netflix. Yeah, uh, but apparently the the musical version of the Roald Dahl book, which was a movie that came out several years ago, like that that's like a childhood favorite of a lot of people, right? That Matilda mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it's like um, a mid nineties classic. Yeah. Uh, the musical has existed for several years now. Like I was watching clips of like the show playing in several different countries from as far back as like 2015, 2014. So like it's been mm-hmm. out for a long time. Had no idea it existed. Um, but the the movie version of the musical, which is on Netflix, is just so much fun. <laughs> like all the people in the movie, like none none of them are like it it doesn't really have any real connection to the other movie like they're not trying to ape anything from that movie um it really stands on its own but the thing is it probably is just taking a lot from the musical production uh so i haven't really seen much of that but um all all the little uh all the music is really good it's from uh tim minchin who's done like a couple of other uh oh, yeah but who also is a musician yeah um, like all the lyrics and stuff for him, like uh, it's a lot. It's really wordy. It's like there's a lot of depth in like the songs that they sing. Um, and oftentimes I feel like that can be annoying in a musical because you really just want like the flow, like you want a cheery melody to take you on a story. But like he fits a ton of like actual information and like plot 
in the music. So like paying attention to the music parts of the musical actually help advance the plot in like really fun ways. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to say specifically like it, and, and again, I don't know if this is in the original book because it definitely wasn't in the movie I watched, at least not that I remember. But there's a there's like a B plot that starts happening alongside the actual movie plot. That's genuinely super interesting in its own right. And then there's a twist. I, I, I don't know if I should spoil this. There's a twist where all of a sudden those things are connected. And it's like, OK. That's so fun. Like, it's so well done how they kind of piece these two what seem disparate things together. And that's in the Netflix version or that's in the original version? version. Yeah, I don't remember if like I don't remember if that particular thing is actually in the old movie. Are you going to go back and like rewatch the old movie? Like, I feel like I didn't actually watch it that long ago. Honestly, I just don't remember it as, as much. But like, man, yeah, I've I've had like one song in particular from that movie in my head for a long time now. Well, for, since I watched it, I should say, uh, called uh, "When I Grow Up," and like it's a, it's a really really simple tune, and like it's the kids in the movie who are singing it, and like they have like the cutest ass voices, whatever, and it's it's literally it's literally the kids kind of just singing about like when they get older, they want to do all these kind of very immature things all the time and that they'll be free to do so because they're adults now. There's no one to tell them what to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the double meaning in all of the lines that the kids are singing is like, as an adult, like if you sitting on your couch as an adult, you can interpret what they're saying as something entirely different. Like for, for example, one thing is the kid is saying like, Oh, um, I'll be strong enough to like carry all the heavy things that you have to carry around with you when you're an adult. And it's like, he's literally talking about like being physically like strong, carrying the groceries. Yeah. Right. But as an adult, you're like, Oh shit, I have so much baggage in my life. Yeah, that I'm still yeah. not strong enough to deal with. And like, it's this really, it's this insanely bittersweet mix of like, Oh, that's adorable. And I'm very sad right now because it's like, I wish I could look at the future the way these kids do. And like, (laughs) I feel sorry for them if they get to the future and it's like as bleak as like the other half of the line that they don't even realize they're singing. Like there's, it's, it's super brilliant. And like, it, it's a song that kind of doesn't even fit in the movie, like where they stick it in. It's like, why are they singing about growing up right now? But like, I, I watched some interviews from Tim Minchin and he literally says like, it was the first song he wrote when he got the commission to do the music for oh, Matilda. Wow. And he, as a, he kind of knew from the beginning that it didn't really fit anywhere in a narrative, but he, he kind of forced it into the production. He was like, the song is so good. It needs to be in it regardless of where you put it. And like, I a hundred percent clocked that. I was like, this doesn't really fit here, but like, I'm so glad they put it in. Cause it's fucking fantastic. It's my favorite song from a musical that I've heard in like years. Fuck, I need to watch this. But I'm gonna do that uh, also, thing where I need to watch the original Matilda first because I, I my maybe yeah. Broken. I mean, I think I think it works because like they're very different movies. The musical one does tell like a significantly different story, yeah. even though it is the same plot. Sure. Yeah. Like there's even like the 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 uh, allusion or the connection to like just straight up government revolution i don't think i ever picked up on from the original movie but i'm sure no. it must have been there like it's yeah like the yeah it's kind of like the kids it's are like essentially the representative edges. of like oppressed people in like a yeah, dictatorship yeah, yeah and yeah. like they they really sell that and like they kind of oversell that in this one which i like like it's fine because it's a really good song attached to it but like i never picked up on that in the original one and i'm sure that must have been the messaging in the book 
Yeah, yeah. Because even the what what's the te- the shitty te- Trunchbull is that the name of, like the teacher? Trunch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trunchbull. Like she had that like a whole fascist thing about her in the uh, right in the original. Yeah, like she was big yeah. at the hammer throw and such. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, but also the, the that point you made earlier about uh, no good child actors, Matilda oh, Nagel, yeah. full of them. Every single one of those kids, amazingly talented, great <laughs> singers, convincing actors, and the thing is like. It's it's acting where like they're still very much children. So like everything they're doing is like cute and sounds cute, but like it's it's not it's not. Whereas like I'm very distracted by how bad this kid is in this role. It's like no, mm-hmm. I'm fully invested because these kids are in this story. Like they're really involved in it, and like they're they're fantastic singers, fantastic dancers, and I for one don't really like to give children credit for stuff that they're doing that's not as good as like adults. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, you're so good at this, and like the reason that you're saying that they're so good at it is because their kids doing it. Like, no, like you have to actually be good at it to get the praise, and like the, until the cast knocking it out of the park. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, you're that bunch of kids that are doing you got your kids, you got your, <laughs> yeah, go, you got yeah, your go Hogwarts, hire, you got your wizards. Go, in, go headhunt any any kids from the Matilda production because like they're they're doing it all over the world. Like they're Korean productions, Australian productions, like. Well, full on kid casts, all of them, I've, all of them that I've seen have been fantastic. There you go. Yeah, um, Matilda. The musical. Well, so you don't, don't watch your play anything else? Check that out. It's on Netflix, everybody. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the embargo dropped for Mega Man ba- Legacy, Mega Man Battle Network, right? I think it, I think it was today. Mega I know it's not Man out Battle Network <laughs> review. Yeah, I definitely saw other reviews go out. Yeah, it's got a Metacritic. Yeah, Nintendo Life reviewed it. Fucking spoil the whole thing. <laughs> um, if you like Mega Man Battle Network, it's literally all those games in, I want to say one place, but it's actually across two different games. So if you pay a full 50, $59.99, oh, okay. you'll get all the games because it's two collections. Mega Man's done that with, before. With like yeah, they've X done that with all the previous yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I feel like for this one, like those games are all so similar that like I can't imagine why you would need every single one of them. Even if you're super nostalgic and you want to get back into one of them, like just pick one of the two collections. Yeah, and like are you really gonna burn through games them games all back to back? Like, like uh, you got to be in the same person to do that. Like they're yeah. they're the same game over and over. I mean, it would be like if they released like a Pokemon collection that had like the first four gens or whatever, and right. then you like playing them all back to back would be like what? Gave them an idea, which you did. You can't give Nintendo an idea because that's an idea that would make sense in terms of making money. So it doesn't work. Oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, I've never played a Battle Network game, and I'm it's a big a, fan a of everything Mega Man does. Yeah, it's, a yeah, it's but it's oh, got that fan based nonsense, right? Yeah, but that doesn't. I mean, I want to say that doesn't really matter as much because, but it does. Like you, you do move Mega Man around on an actual grid, so there's a little bit of what feels like. Um, I don't even know what you call that, but like. It's, it's it's like a mobile game where like stuff is coming at you and you just it's like an endless what do you call those like those those corridor runners right it like feels a little runner? like that like a running game? Okay. like a runner game yeah i don't know what you, like what like temple run where like you you're yeah. in a lane or whatever right endless, it's endless a little runners. like that but at the very but because the enemies can change like you know you'll get an encounter with different kinds of enemies the enemies will present different hazards to your lanes so it's you managing not to get hit on those lanes, but at the same time, you're selecting from a list of uh, what they call battle chips, but essentially it's like a card battler because you don't get to pick what those chips are. You have a big library 
and then you're presented like five or so of those chips at any given time. So you have to pick which the best ones and you can only pick a certain amount based on what their letter is and what their typing is. So like their strategy in that section, but then uh, the game pauses when you're in those menus, you pop back out and then you have to do the kind of corridor runner stuff and then make mm -hmm. use of those things uh, on the map. And like for the first little bit, like it's kind of fun. It's like, oh, this is a neat mechanic that makes the JRPG slog a lot more engaging. But um, it does the thing where you're in constant, constant random battles. Like it will suck no. you into a random battle the whole way through. You're trying to get to wherever you need to go. And so I got tired of it very, very you, quickly. Uh, do they have any of those like quality of life tweaks that like, I don't know if you haven't played any of the Final Fantasy games, but the, all the like re-releases on Switch and stuff like have the stuff like, that, like fast forward, take out all battles, insta win. Uh, well, the only thing to that effect is uh, the max buster mode which just because uh, uh, aside from your battle chips, you can just shoot the enemies with like your regular Mega Man Buster and it does like one point of damage each time you press it. So like it's not super effective. The max yeah. buster mode raises the damage of that thing by like 100. So you'll kill oh, okay. most enemies in like one sure. shot. If you have in trouble but, with a point. You can right. Yeah. But like you're still doing those battles and like, yeah, that's still like sometimes, a high sometimes, rate. <laughs> sometimes you have the option to run away, but oftentimes you just you just have to do the fights. Gotcha. Gotcha. So like yeah, um, I was I didn't have great time. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of on the fence with that because I'm uh, I'm a big Mega Man Mega Man X fan and uh, it's I just, just not those games. It's an entirely different. Game. Yeah, well, and I just finished uh, Mega Man Legends on my Steam Deck and like I fucking love that game. And that game is mm. like way ahead. It's like early 3D jank, but its ideas are like way ahead of the time, and it's like really charming and it has this like anime whimsy to it that I really like. Um, and it's pretty short, which is also good. Mm -hmm. um but like yeah Mega Man feels like a series that like at a certain time they were like experimenting with it a lot and there was like a Mega Man soccer game and a Mega Man racing game and stuff but now it's like no no all the do Mega Man games we get now are just old games Mario. do you think all those weird yeah. Mega Man experimental spinoffs will end up in like another collection because I was because a friend of mine was actually just talking to me about Mega Man uh Legends yeah I uh, imagine I'm like there's not enough of them for a collection but like yeah I guess you could put like Mega Man stuff. soccer like, yeah like, yeah. Is there any like random like puzzle games? That could like, add everything Man else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they ever made like a Puyo Puyo like a Tetris Attack kind of thing. It, they have to, have, right? It's Capcom. Yeah, <laughs> Mega Man leftovers. Yeah, that'd be good. Dower uh, <laughs> Dodger with another ten dollars. Thank you so much, Dower Dodger. Speaking of potential monthly streams, any thoughts on Dokapon Kingdom, guys? Did you realize we are in theory? Less than a month away until Dokapon Kingdom comes out. I did not realize, but now you made me aware. You didn't realize it because they're very. I still can't figure out who is making that game or who's publishing that game. <laughs> I'm like trying to track down and be like, we need a lot of codes for a game night, and I don't. I can't find the man. <laughs> I sent an email, just went to myself. Um, yeah. But uh, yes, the plan is for us to play Dokapon Kingdom for a game night at some point, which is the um, that is the game that is like Mario Party if Mario Party were a JRPG that lasted several out like a 20 hour campaign where you could completely fuck over your friends um so it seems like that'd be very fun to play for a game that does sound pretty, like during the summer fun. so like fucking anybody over nick that is that is a lie that is a lot that is a lot you've lied to us and you've lied to the audience you most importantly you've lied to yourself which i'm disappointed in uh and nick vog uh and tipped our 14 months thank you so much nick did marty just question playing games back to back i did when i said who would want to play all those mega man or pokemon games back to back as uh i am uh, almost done with, or I'm halfway through Skyward Sword <laughs> in my year-long journey to play all the Zelda games. Guys, I know we're going to wrap up. Uh, Skyward Sword might be underrated. 
underrated. I'm not, well, you're, you're playing the, the fixed version. Not I'm like, playing the fixed version. Yeah, you're not wagging a Wiimote around. Oh, I'm not wagging shit. <laughs> you think I'm you think I'm going to wag? It's 2023. I keep my wags to myself. I, uh, I still stand by that original Wii version of Skyward Sword as just being a god-awful Zelda game. Probably the worst, other than yeah. those uh, ColecoVision ones. What, what was that? That's just... CDI, the Philips CDI. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are really bad. Um but yeah, doing that. And then uh, on the watch in front, I talked about on uh, recap yesterday, you could check out and talked about uh, succession and beef. Okay. So are you, are you watching succession? Uh, I, I need to, but I I'm caught up just not on this current season yet. Oh, okay. I'll start it uh, okay. soonish probably. Okay. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Just, I, Woo. just, I watched the first episode the other night. Woo. Yeah. The first that's my, that's it's great. It's a good show. Yeah. Never I can't wait. It. Uh, I also got, I'm halfway through Beef, which I'm enjoying heavily. That's the uh, Stephen Yeun, uh, Ali Wong. Uh, ooh, I, you'd probably like Beef, Casey. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've been seeing like stuff on Twitter of yeah. people like talking about it. Like, I, yeah, I want to check that out. I, yeah. I don't know what it's about. Like, I, no one has explained what it's, Beef uh, is the about. The two of them get in a road rage uh, accident or road rage altercation, like outside like an Ikea-esque store. And, oh, Ali Wong uh, and Stephen Yeun? And Stephen Yeun, yeah. And oh. they're... And it's how this one incident starts spiraling their lives out of control. Um, and it's like a really dark comedy. And I, I told us to Jack yesterday, it has an, the most incredible needle drops. In a week that gave us the Mario movie with the worst needle drops, we got beef, which has needle drops to where I was like laughing at how clever it was. And it sounds weird, but watch the first episode. By the end of it, you'll be like, oh, my God, that is a really good needle drop right at the oh, end of it. I thought it was a movie, so I was excited no. to, like, just get it done. The shorties. The shorties. They're like half okay. an hour. Okay. Half an hour. Okay. Watch that too. Yeah. It's like, right, uh, yeah, Mar- yeah, it's Mar- tone Mar- is like uh, Atlanta, it. Dave kind of thing. What would you say? So Marty thought I wasn't smart enough to watch that show. That's why he didn't say Beef? I. Yeah. That's why he said I. Well, just in case you would like it, not me. Oh, I don't know, because you watch like Atlanta. I don't know. That's they're in like they're a similar genre of show. You don't I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you, sure you famously like have refused to watch Atlanta, so I, I get why Marty <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but I watched the bear. You probably like, as a, you got you got beef though. So like yeah. you do have beef. Uh you could I feel like you of anyone would appreciate a a petty squabble turning into something far greater <laughs> than it actually is. That's exactly why I did that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I made um, it petty. <laughs> And then uh, the last thing is I'm I'm nearing the end of uh, my full Makoto Shinkai watch. I've never watched a Makoto Shinkai movie, so I never saw Your Name. I never saw Weathering with You. Uh, and he's got a new movie coming out this weekend either. called Suzumi. That's like supposed to be like the big the big anime movie of the year coming to theaters this weekend. So I've been watching all of his older things, and let me tell you, he has got this movie called Five Centimeters Per Second. That is, uh, it is three like I've fifteen minute vignettes. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah, I've seen that. That is, yeah, that, that movie's fucking. So all of his movie. movies very much are that tone. It's like okay. a love that can never be, uh, and it's like sad as shit. But every one of them is really good. And Your Name came out in like twenty sixteen, I think, and won a bunch of awards. Yeah, I've heard a lot about Your Name. That's been on my yeah. list for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, um, slowly make my way to that. So, there you go. Um. We're going to wrap up there because, Casey, you got to get back in 20 minutes. Oh, shoot. I didn't even I know this episode went by really quick. I was trying to wrap it up, but we were talking about beef, and I got so excited. I mean, I was talking about beef. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I talked about Matilda uh, for a very Nintendo long time. GS, what streaming service that is on? I think it's on Netflix, right? Uh, wait, which uh, one? Beef? Beef, beef yeah, is Netflix. Netflix. Beef is Netflix. Matilda, Matilda also Netflix. on Netflix. I feel like this is the first yeah. Netflix show we've recommended in a while. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. You know what's you know what's getting a second season yeah. very soon that like nobody's talking about? Uh, but fuck. 
And that's sweet, the reason no one's sweet, talking sweet about tooth. it. I was just gonna think of the name. Sweet oh tooth. no no yeah, I saw that. I'm that yeah that is definitely flying on the radar. Sweet Tooth is really good. Yeah, it just looks like that one Fallout Boy music video where the boy had the antlers. No, it's I don't a good want to watch show. a whole show about that. Okay, okay, you'll like it. Yeah, I think Mar- like Marty in particular. I think you would really vibe with Sweet Tooth. Yeah. What if Nick gets mad? Uh, then what, I'll why it. did you say I would vibe with it? Yeah, I'll get a beef. Well, you already watched it. He's already watching it. Yeah, yeah. I already watched oh. it. Beef Beef Boys! Uh, that'll do it for us Beef Boys. Uh, but Casey, we'll be back in uh, less than 20 minutes with uh, yeah. the return of Get Jesse to the Greek and God of War 3. Uh, so tune yeah. for that. And uh, Casey, what else What else do you got? Obviously, you're going to have that Mega Man review up yeah. at some point in Catch our lives. coming soon, probably uh, before the end of this week at least. Cool. Um, I'll be with Marty tomorrow playing uh, Half-Life 2. Starting so Half-Life 2 that. tomorrow night. Hell yeah. It's actually be fun. Uh, Make sure the controller works. <laughs> I, yeah, I have to do that. Test. I haven't even downloaded it yet, so I have to do all that testing tomorrow morning, I guess. Um, outside of that stuff, you can check out uh, the 100th episode of my podcast. Uh, we didn't have an episode last week because I took a, a, a long deserved break, felt like. But that 100th episode we actually shot live in Milwaukee. You can listen to it if you want, but you can actually watch the VOD uh, where Jack Packer joined me as well as Amy Campbell joined me and Jesse, who is usually on the show, but we were all uh, there in person. Uh, for uh, what lined up to be the 100th episode of the podcast I've been yeah, doing for several really, years now. That's uh, like the, the that's really serendipitous. Yeah, like I I kind of forced it because at some point yeah. I realized I needed to just do X number of shows before that week happened, um, and it, it lined up perfectly. So uh, and it, it went great. So it was a fun time, great conversation. It was all about like uh, future tech, like we talked about like VR and AI and whatnot. Uh, so definitely check it out. You can find it at the Sigma Show. Search for your podcast services. Uh, you can go to my Twitch at SimGears9 if the VOD is still up. Or you can search for the Open Party YouTube channel. The VOD will stay there for however long YouTube exists. So you can do that. Hell yeah. How long YouTube exists. <laughs> Perpetuity. Uh, and then uh, Nick, we'll be back tomorrow finishing Max Payne 3. Yep. Finishing uh, and then starting Ellen Wake. Is that right? Hell yeah. Remedy day. Uh, what else? Well, I guess Rockstar is the first one. Close enough. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, everyone. Uh, not much else for me this week. I've been in business meetings all week, and I leave next Tuesday for our next documentary shoot. So let's let's look it's forward to it. Business meet. If you're meeting with like people in the company, that's just a meeting, right? I mean, I guess just, you're working on this documentary. That's a business specifically meeting. <laughs> business meetings about business. That's a business so, yes. meeting. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, if you meet with me, that's not a business meeting, even though we're talking about business. That's just a meeting. I mean, you and me are meeting have a because meeting beef soon. <laughs> that's just next the week's show. Or podcast. like, we can talk about beef. I love beef. You don't like mixing your beefs. Listen. Well, if you mix beef, beef with beef, it's still not, listen, not to Marty. I, Marty probably still a single well, meat. I had, now, a, Marty I had a club mix. sandwich at the Scary Spy restaurant, and I didn't cry once. Marty doesn't mix. I bet Marty doesn't even mix like the same types of beef together. Like he could have roast beef and like same types another of beef. beef and a beef. He'd that's know. weird. Why would you mix several types of beef? Exactly. That's weird. <laughs> Putting roast beef on top of a burger is weird. No. Yeah, that's kind of weird. No one puts a fried egg on a chicken sandwich. That's weird. You'd be surprised. That doesn't sound, that doesn't sound that bad though. <laughs> no, that's what like a child on their parent. I don't know what happened there. That's that's weird. Uh, check out the website. We got all sorts of good stuff over there. So go uh, go hang out there. It's uh, incredible. And uh, oh, Friday, are you guys doing Adventures Live? We haven't figured any of that stuff out. I think, yeah, I think I saw Jack say that no. we weren't going to be doing it. Okay, next Friday because Jack heard it. Okay, next Friday. Next Friday. 
There you go. Tune in. Be, 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 beef there or beef square. All right. Bye, everyone. Come back in 15 minutes and watch Good Jesse the Greek. Bye, everybody. Bye. King Dead 42 said Friday plus chicken sandwich is great. So you're wrong. Mm-hmm.